Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Beardy and the Geek. My name is Emmett Okuna and with me here is... Ryan Huff, ladies and gentlemen. How are we going tonight? I uh, hope you're enjoying yourselves. We're enjoying ourselves because we're doing something a little different. Uh, Ryan is joining me briefly for this introduction. And then you're going to bear witness to a sort of podcast in evolution <laughs> it's sort of emerging as we do it it's it's in motion right now the indiegogo campaign for caravana comics is ending shortly so we're hoping to get this out before and maybe try and spread the word a little bit and they're still quite a bit short of their goals so we're ho- trying to help them give them a bit of a leg up yeah i mean i um one thing that worries me is that they're going to get to the end of this thing um you know with with the whole they're going to make all their money and then finally lucasfilm will go hang on a second that sounds like caravan of courage give us all your money <laughs> and they'll say but we didn't even reference the gorax and then the mouse will enter the room with a baseball bat and go, give us your money! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they'll break thumbs. Which, I mean, these these people, they're artists and writers, they need their thumbs. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we, we, we did give a roll call uh, in the last episode, but um, uh, we've got Scarlett Bacini, who from uh, Zombolet, and Jesus Reloadest, which is, uh, that's how it's pronounced, and it's it's a I've, I just read it this weekend. It's a fantastic comic, so really looking forward to chatting to her about that. But we also have on the bill going to the states and Canada, uh, Miranda Burton, who was behind Hidden, Marika Gooding, who did Strange Behavior, Gregory McKay from Francis Bear, Daniel Hayward, who directed uh, graphic novels Melbourne, and this is Roller Derby to Findville. So yeah, looking forward to bringing this about. Um, Ryan, we 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 discussed this. Briefly, previously, uh, what do you think of the caravan? What, what, what do you think? Why do you think this is important? Well, I think the thing that stuck with me the most was actually something that you said, Emmett. Believe it or not, I do listen when oh. you talk. <laughs> you and my wife, occasionally. <laughs> yeah, I don't just sit here and tweet during our podcast, I swear. <laughs> Regardless of what you say. No, the thing that stuck with me was that, hey, America, take notice of our books. We've been buying yours for how long? Mm, exactly. you know, we do it as well, you know. We, we've given you a lot of our money. How about you just give us your time? Yes, yes, that's it, that's it. And I, I, I think that's that's the important point that uh, we, over the past year, have been trying to pitch the idea of Australians and New Zealanders producing quality work. And uh, yeah, it's, it, this would be the proof of the pudding, actually getting it out there and getting people to see for themselves what's been done down here. Yeah, and I mean, that's our whole thing, is just showing that there's so much good stuff out there that sometimes it just needs to be pushed in people's faces. And this is the chance for our good work to be pushed in the face of the American market, which arguably is the comic book market. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's where the big money is still, and it's where a lot of professionals go. Um, one thing that we have commented on frequently as part of this podcast, is how you're now seeing a new breed um, of professional emerge in these parts who can maintain a presence here while also producing work in the States and in Europe. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I, I definitely think that ourselves especially, we've sort of come along at the perfect point mm. for Australian comics because it seems as though there's a massive... Um, resurgence of interest in Australian comic books. So I'm not going to say that we're, we have anything to do with that whatsoever. But 
I, th- I just think that we're very lucky we came along at the right time. So, I mean, it is a great time to get in at that ground level and sort of um, be a part of the community before, uh, you know, before they actually head to the States and start selling off all of their books and, and selling out to the man. We're a couple of Forrest Gumps. <laughs> we are. We just stumbled upon it, you know. One day we'll meet the president and then have to pee. <laughs> And that's exactly what happened to me. I think, well, it's important to note as well that, uh, as I said a moment ago, you have these people who are known in the States. Um, and they're the lucky few, though. They are the ones who whose careers have taken off. And obviously we're talking about people like uh, Colin Wilson and Tom Taylor and Nicholas Scott, uh, the usual triumvirate. But there's more and more people coming up. Uh, but in order for them to come up, there needs to be a good base here in Australia, New Zealand, there needs to be a support network. There needs to be uh, an actual thriving scene here as well to get them some experience so they can show their wares, say, look how awesome we are. And over the week, uh, Bruce Mutar had sent out an email campaign circular uh, asking people to support the caravan. And he, he wrote a short piece, and I actually just want to quote it because uh, I think it sums it up perfectly. Um, so he's asking people to contribute to the ca- campaign. And he says, so... Th- Think of it in these terms. It's not a holiday. It's career building. If you are a comic artist, you are investing in the future of your own success one day. For you too will be able to join a future caravan and show the world your wonderful work. Other caravans are planned for small press expos in September and Angoulême in France. If you are a publisher, your artists and others will show new markets what sort of comics are made in Australia and possibly lead to right sales, sales of existing books, and the discovery of new talent. If you are an Aussie Comics supporter, that's us, right? The success of the tour means that Aussie Comics get seen and talked about and helps local talent to make more work. That has to be a good thing. If you are family and friends, what goes around comes around, help us and we'll help you. It's educational to all of us as we are going to document our trip in comics in video form. You learn from us and others. And that's what's really exciting about this. This is... This is something that they're documenting as they go. Uh, Hayward coming along is going to, I think there's another documentary going to be evolving out of this. So really what they're talking about is trying to generate interest from overseas in Australia, in New Zealand, in the talent that's coming up here and get some investment, get some money in here. And that way we can have a real good industry going. Yeah, and I mean, we already we already have um, you know a rather good industry, and we've got guys guys like Gestalt mm. who are just I mean they're kicking goals all over the place, and uh, they've got some very exciting news coming up. I can mm. say, but that's all just a big teaser. Shush, shush, shush. <laughs> I can't say anything. I'm very tight-lipped about that. Um, but I mean, what we tend to see is that a couple of people they break into the field, like like the guys that you said before, Taylor and Wilson, and and uh, Nicholas Scott. Uh, and we've also got um, Eugene Ward. I don't know if that name rings any bells, but Eugene Ward was um, announced as a Top Cow Talent Hunt winner. Um, oh! Uh, that's uh, another Aussie. Um, but, I mean, these are, these are the sort of things where they're not necessarily someone's book that gets picked up. Mm. Um, you know, these, uh, um, these people work very hard for what they get, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't seem as though... We haven't got America coming to us yet. Mm. You know, we're going to them, which hopefully that's what we're going to see with the whole caravan of comics is we're going to go over there and say, look how great we are. We're going to document the whole thing. And then they're going to start coming to us. 
That's it. And I think it's also a new avenue for creators. As Bruce says in that passage I just read out, um, this is hopefully going to be an ongoing process. But the caravan represents an alternate route as opposed to paying all that money just to get into San Diego and fighting with all those other stall owners and really try and get your portfolio in front of somebody's face. Uh, the caravan seems to be taking more circuitous route and getting you out in front of a wide variety of audiences and really get some genuine exposure in there. And it's quite clever in how they've done it. So, yeah, it's definitely something I want to support. I know Ryan wants to support. Um, and we think you should support. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's proactive spruiking. Yes. You know, <laughs> instead of going to San Diego and, and sitting in the lines and, you know, hoping that the person that you put your book in front of is, you know, they, they're not worn out from the last three days and they, mm. they haven't just had an argument with their wife or whatever, <laughs> you know, like that. But these are the actual things that you have to worry about with San Diego. I'm not saying people aren't uh, unprofessional. I'm just saying that there's, you know, it's probably not the best environment to be showing off your wares. It's a numbers game. It's you it and is. everybody else who thought of the same thing. Exactly. And it's just a big meat market, whereas what they're doing with Caravan of Comics is they're getting out there and they're sort of, they're delivering on their terms, you know, where they're going to, to their offices and they're, they're giving it to them where they're comfortable. So mm. hopefully that, you know, that that's just going to be better exposure. Exactly, exactly. So stick with us, folks. Uh, we're very passionate about this and we're hoping to uh, try and push it along a little bit more. Uh, we've got a few folks talking to us, uh, a few surprises, I'm sure, in the mix. And yeah, uh, we'll talk to you again next time. All the best. Cheers. Welcome back, everyone. I have on the line with me Scarlett Pacini to talk about Caravan of Comics and her own work. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Scarlett. Thanks for having me. No problem at all, no problem at all. Um, I very much enjoyed your latest book, Jesus Reloadeth, and we're going to be talking about that in a moment, but uh, you're also very uh, well known for Zombolette, which was published in a complete form there recently. Yeah, Uh, so that was like a 120-page compilation, but it's actually been published a couple of times before that too. Yeah, so these are all the early stories all in one handy grab bag for people to get get their head right. Excellent stuff. It's it's kind of I love it because it's sort of um it's like if David Cronenberg and the Farrelly brothers made a film together, you know. Like, <laughs> you, yeah, awesome. I like that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I mean, if when when you're looking at you had this whole genre in horror of body horror, and yeah. you've made it funny. <laughs> I'm glad that comes across. <laughs> um. So yes, for those of you out there who don't know, Zombolette is a a dead girl with no memory of how she became one. And her uh, everyday trials, trying to find a flatmate, uh, fighting with Cameron the hamster, trying to find a boyfriend occasionally when the mood takes her. It's um, it's very funny stuff, but it's also deeply disgusting. <laughs> Which <Yeah. I> <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, I think I've always been really taken with that humour. I got into comics and cartoons and stuff when I was really little, and I liked stuff like Ren and Stimpy and things uh, that made you feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I like those stories when, you, you know, it's really graphic and really disgusting and gross, but there's a little bit of heart to it and a little bit of something that everyone can relate to. Yeah, I like the idea of, you know, making that fun and things mm. that might be embarrassing and horrible, making it, you know, a, a bit nice. Yeah, yeah. And and there, you've got new strips with Zombolet coming along, don't you? 
yeah, I've got a little 36-page floppy coming out. Um, it's just at the printers now, actually. Great stuff, great stuff. No, I saw on your website, I saw the, the cover for the new floppy. So I was like, oh, i got new zombie coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent a bit of time watercoloring a really disgusting front cover. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to showing people that. <laughs> mm. No, a few years ago, I read this book. It was by a guy called um, Will Self. It was called oh, yeah. How the Dead Live. Right, I've read his book on um, apes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ape, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the other one where he he just takes this idea and he goes off on a tangent with it. But uh, yeah. it, it was sort of similar. He had this idea of a woman who's she dies, then she comes back as as a dead person, and uh, everything's the same. Like the afterlife is basically here, but you know, grimmer. Yeah. So yeah, but, I love that kind of thing. I like I love um, ideas about what happens after you die and and that mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, your book's a lot more fun than his. I'll, I'll be happy to tell you. So no. Yeah, it can get heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, your your latest one, Jesus Reloadeth. Now, this is a far more controversial subject, but it's it's also <laughs> very very funny. Jesus and Mary coming back to Earth to avenge the hypocrisy of Christianity. That's quite a topic. Yeah, and sort of not. I, I guess it's a little bit different for me. I always feel a bit nervous putting those things out into the world because I don't, I don't want to offend anyone, and you know. But of course, you do when you do stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I mean, hopefully, at the heart of that, there's a, a positive message. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have that. You have the arc of the child who just wants to love everybody, and he's then yeah. told by his religion that no, you have to hate these people. Yeah. Yeah, which sounds, I mean, like the way, the thoughts that I've put into it and, you know, when you describe it, it maybe sounds like it's really messagey or really preachy, but I hope that it's also just kind of silly and funny and that's oh, the, yeah. main, yeah. the main idea. <laughs> well, I love the language because like in the opening, we've got the little kid and then everyone around the kid is swearing all the time and they're all yeah. religious, but they're all swearing constantly. <laughs> Well, this actually came from um, a trip to LA that I went on recently where um, I was confronted with some really crazy evangelical kind of, but proper crazy people on the mm. streets. And they were just so um, mad swearing and like raging. And I, I just thought this is so funny. Like what a strange way to express <laughs> your religion yeah. with this, like hateful hate speech and stuff. So yeah, that's kind of where it came from. Yeah, well, no. I was, when I was reading it, I, I felt the mob scenes that are in the comic, and you know, you have this wonderful bit where Jesus and Mary come down from heaven in a meteor and confront these people. But um, it didn't seem that far from reality, like what they were actually saying. You know, that's yeah. what scared me a little bit. Some of them are actually direct quotes from things that I heard. <laughs> oh God, that's yeah. awful, awful, awful. Yeah. awful. Um, but yeah, no. I, well, another thing I liked, and maybe I could get you to talk about this as well. But your your actual depiction of Jesus and Mary is a very literal uh, take on this. The images we have of Jesus and Mary, where she's his mother, but she looks just the same age as him and stunningly yeah. beautiful. And you know, you have this awkward impression that you know Christianity discovered the concept of milf centuries ago. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've always been fascinated with those, those depictions of Christ and Mary, and yeah, they're kind of the same age. It's a bit creepy. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, he's a white guy, which is kind of weird, but never mind. Yeah, it's definitely not right, but yeah. Um, I there is a section in the comic where Jesus enters the Holy Trinity 3D art store, <laughs> yeah. which 
I loved because, you know, growing up, um, have you ever heard of Knock? Do you know where Knock is? Um, no. It's, it's this little town in uh, Mayo, in the west of Ireland, and okay. it's where the Virgin Mary apparently appeared to a bunch of people. So right. they, they built a church there, and there's an airport there and everything. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing there, but we've got an airport there now. And uh, as you walk down the street, there's all this holographic art in the windows of Jesus' face watching you. <laughs> and the <laughs> eyes follow you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really creepy and kind of kitsch and weird, but I'm fascinated by that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, what are you trying, is this supposed to be holy, or yeah. is it just really, it's cheap and tatty? Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it cheapens it, but it's, people are fascinated with it, yeah. Mm, mm. Well, you you have uh, Jesus give the appropriate response to that in the comic, and that's <laughs> one of my favorite scenes. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, he's got an answer for everything, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. And, like, what, because what, this has just come out, hasn't it? What kind of feedback have you had about the issue? Yeah. Uh, I've had, you know, interested feedback. Um, yeah. Everyone's sort of surprised that I did it. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, generally people have liked it. I haven't pushed it heaps because I feel a little bit nervous about it, honestly. But um, everyone I show it to sort of uh, enjoys it for the most part. I've had, you know, a, a friend's mum put it down hastily saying, okay, that's not for me. And then apparently someone at the printers refused to work on it. But that's, you know, I kind of like that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, generally it's been good. Yeah, because it's sort of the, I mean, it's, I hate to say it, maybe the most controversial thing, I think, in the entire comic is uh, on the back page, you've got the message, find Muhammad on every page. Yeah. That's that's the the most controversial thing. The rest of it's... (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of where I might have crossed the line. But, I mean, the joke is, of course, that he's not on every page, but you no. never know because you're not allowed to depict him anyway. No one knows what he looks like, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you you were fine there. But, no, I mean, like, there's nothing here that, in terms of in terms of offensiveness, there's nothing here I wouldn't have seen in, like, South Park or something. There's nothing here. Yeah. You know. So every time I'm worrying about it, I always think of South Park, and that makes yeah. me feel better. <laughs> yeah. You're grand. You're grand. <laughs> Good. Approved. But, you um the reason I'm asking is of course because you are going on the caravan and yeah. you're going to this other country and this other culture and you've got other expectations there from the audience. I mean, are you bringing Jesus Reloaded with you to America and the Canada? I am cautiously bringing it with me. I'd like to, I really like to show people and I'm really interested to see how it yeah. um how it's received. I mean, I imagine it it might mean more over there, so maybe it'll get more of a positive and more of a negative response. You know, mm. over here it's a little harder to offend people with that stuff but um yeah i'm interested to see how it goes down i, I will definitely show people yeah, yeah, yeah i'm gonna see if i can get this sold in ireland that'd be a trick but um yeah the uh the actual caravan itself you're heading off when, when when's the actual date of departure hopefully uh, we, we leave on the 6th of may excellent okay so, coming up fast. There's a lot of organizing to get done and we're going to be pretty busy, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Brilliant, brilliant. At the time of recording now, you've still got 10 days to go over this campaign to get some capital up for the journey. Yeah, well, I think it's about a week left of the actual campaign, but yeah, running running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try, and get this, we'll try and get this out before I maybe spruik it a bit. Um, yeah. 
But what are you, I mean, when you actually get out there, what are you most looking forward to? Because you're, you're going to the Toronto Comics Arts Festival. Uh, you're going to the Toronto Quarterly Store in Montreal and uh, Fantagraphics Store in Seattle. I mean, that, those are all great places. So what are, what are you most looking forward to doing? Um, I'm really excited for TCAF. I, I think that um, all of this will be a great opportunity for us to you know, learn how to spruik our work a bit and, um, you know, learn, I guess, what it's like out in the big real world of comics and I you know I find that stuff a little bit daunting so I'm looking forward to the end of it where I've had those experiences and it's less terrifying <laughs> um but yeah I mean there's heaps of stuff we're going to be doing so um I think lots of different learning experiences yeah, yeah. And, and have you met everyone yet I mean everyone you're going with are you you're all hanging out together to prepare uh, for the journey yeah some of them I've only met a couple of times but you know everyone's uh really enthusiastic about what they do so I'm, I'm excited about spending time with these people and like learning from them you know a lot of these uh, guys that have had years and years of experience and mm. uh, I've definitely had less experience and we don't often spend you know prolonged periods of time together we're all sort of working on our own so I think it'll be interesting to yeah to learn more about each other yeah yeah and how about the crew who went last year did you get any feedback on their trip yeah, well, they all had an amazing time. I think I think it was really worthwhile. Um, you know, Melbourne especially, but all of Australia is just kind of booming with all these independent comic artists. And I think that these things really raise our profile and, and help put us on the map as a mm. place where comics get done, you know. So I, I think it all has been helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, when you're heading over there, you're going to be exposed to... I mean, everyone thinks... When you think of America, you think of... Um, and comics, you think of the superhero comic scene, obviously, but uh, yeah. in Seattle, and you're, you're, there's going to be a wholly different kind of comic scene there too. I mean, is that something as well? Maybe check out what's going on over there in terms of indie artists. And... Yeah, that's it. Because sometimes you know, the local indie stuff doesn't make it all the way over here. So I'm, I'm really interested. Yeah. To see, yeah, what is happening there with just people who are doing it, uh, you know, out of their own time and money. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about. Um, Actually, I was thinking about Jesus Reload of the Real today because the news about uh, um, Brian K. Vaughan's saga, which is a mainstream title, it's it's something that's been published by a major publisher. Yeah, it's been, I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it's been withheld or held up by Apple because of a depiction yeah. of gay sex, and I was looking at... And it's geez. two like, really tiny little images, like, it's so irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, how many other... Small publishers who would who could really be who would really find a source like this useful of getting their work out there and beyond national borders are being yeah. stopped by morality clauses like this. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I find funny is that like comics are violent as hell and some really nasty, you know, um, yeah, gore and violence gets out there, but sex scenes is just a no go. Yeah. Can't do that. So I think, you know, in all the violence in my Jesus Three Lotus book, the one thing that everyone's a bit ooh, sensitive about is like this one sex scene. Yes. And, <laughs> and it's like the most romantic, lovely bit in the whole book. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, that's what people are offended by. So, yeah, I mean, it's good that those sort of incidents get profile and, and people are, get to decide whether or not that kind of censorship needs to change. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you've got a character like um, Wolverine being a, a kitty hero, and he's a mass murderer, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really full on. <laughs> We're a of violence, but no one likes loving. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, well, I mean, that's that's certainly also another thing. You're exposing yourself to the scene over there, but they're also getting to see what you guys have and show them, you know. So uh, yeah. maybe that's something to really spruik. I, I, th- I know that Ryan and I, when we talked about this before, that's something we were really excited about. That getting the Australians out there and maybe maybe getting you guys some new attention, new audiences. Yeah, I hope so. And, you know, I think that maybe overseas, even as in Australia, people don't know um, how much is going on in comics and the kind of things that we're doing. You know, um, there's a lot of really innovative thinkers here Mm. creating stuff. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to show the rest of the world and, and, yeah, make a name for it. That's certainly, that's something that Bruce Moutard was saying in, um, in his last email we sent out to all the different sites and everything. He was talking about trying to make this an established uh, event, the actual caravan itself be a recurring yeah. thing um, as a different avenue for Australians to get out and not have to go through San Diego, you know, actually get out and about on this trip. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think if we can do it regularly, it's great. You know, people will know about it and know that this mm. is something we do, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Well, I'm really we're holding out for you here. Uh, we're going to try and do all we can to get the word out and get you guys to get you guys to America. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but you also have some news yourself on something closer to home, don't you? That's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm organising a, a comic book launch for the end of the month. It's at um, Red Benny's on April 27th, and there's uh, six books coming out. Uh, it's the launch for my latest. Zombolette floppy as well as the Jesus Reloaded book. Um, we've also got the new Fatfield comics, uh, work by Ben Hutchings, Ives Farachuk, and Matt Emery. Great stuff, uh, great stuff. So, yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. It'll be a bit of a different evening with like burlesque and stuff, but you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Mixing it up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, that sounds like fun. I mean, well, once again, there that's something different. You know, you're you're actually trying to. It's not a typical comic book launch. You're actually trying to do something interesting. Yeah, exactly. You know, have a, a diversity of events. <laughs> mm, excellent stuff. So um, that's coming out at the end of this month, isn't it? Yeah, twenty oh. seventh of April. Twenty seventh of April. Brilliant. Great yeah. stuff. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, listen. And once again, wishing you all the best with the campaign. Uh, hope we'll get you over there. And yeah, Jesus Reloaded for anyone out there. Definitely well worth picking up. It's a it's a fine read. <laughs> if you're not easily offended, and, I, and really, you know, I don't think that that should be your excuse. Uh, you should read it anyway. Um, where can people pick this up in the meantime? Uh, at the moment, it's through my um, online store at bathwaterbooks.com.au, uh, and very soon it'll be at All Star Comics as well. Ah, oh, the good lads at All Star. Yeah, I'm willing to take it on board. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. And if people want to find you, where can they find you online? Where's the best place to go? Uh, ScarletBaccini.com, probably. Um, yeah, S-C-A-R-L-E-T-T-E. Baccini's B-A-C-C-I-N-I. Awesome. All right, listen, thanks for joining me, Scarlett, and yeah, all the best. Thanks, Emmett, you too. No worries. Bye. So there you have it. This is the end of the show, a postscript to what's gone before, and I just wanted to thank once again Scarlett for coming on. I had intended to get Bruce Mutard on the show as well, and we had talked about this, and I met him at Supernova, and looking down at his tired and weary face after a weekend of 
dealing with fans and punters and so forth, I just felt that uh, this man needed to have a rest and go home. Uh, and having a mad Irishman jabbering in his face a microphone was probably the last thing he needed right then and there. So instead, I've just decided to wrap this up and get it online as soon as possible. There's hours left for the end of this campaign. Uh, there's still time to make a difference, still time to put something towards getting these folks over to America and Canada and getting new pairs of eyeballs on their fine, fine work. That's something I really want to talk about. That's why Ryan and I decided to do this special episode, because we believe in it. We believe in this uh, campaign, and we think it's worthy of your support. Now, over the weekend at Supernova, I met a lot of local comic creators and young comic creators, inspiring comic creators, who really want to get their ideas out there, really want to get their work out there who have great ideas, have great stories that they want to tell, some very talented individuals. And it would be a horrible thing for them to be caught in a loop, caught in a ghetto, if you like, uh, where they're not able to get to a big enough audience without packing everything up and shipping over to some major overseas convention, go up against the meat market of everybody else who's had the same idea as you, and pay all that money just to sit on the sidelines and watch members of the public walk by. How do you set yourself apart? How do you get people's attention? And that's why I think the caravan is really interesting, and that's why I'm really passionate about it, because to me, it's another avenue. It's something different. It's a way of getting attention to your product, and it's also a way of getting you a new experience and feedback from your peers in a new environment. That's really important. We're talking about comic scenes, we often make reference to the word of community. That's part of what this is. It's establishing a new avenue for comic creators to get their work out there uh, to new audiences. And if this were to become a regular thing, I really hope it does. Uh, I think it's a genuine alternative to the convention circuit, uh, which can be a very expensive and draining uh, ordeal for some and this could in some way balance that, uh, but also offer something new. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, I think, uh, that can be critiqued about that. That's something that we should be supporting. Uh, so please, after this, if you haven't already, take the time to uh, contribute. And if you have a look at the Indiegogo page, Bruce is making some really lovely deals and putting some great prizes out there for you. Uh, it's so I think you have the option of upgrading if you so choose, and that's something he's willing to negotiate on. I really think this is something that the people involved are pushing as hard as they can, and they need our support. I mentioned the word meat market before. It's 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 just sad to see so many people hit a wall uh, just through sheer bottleneck effect. If there's so many others out there, so many peers, different countries, um, all of whom want the same thing and are all of whom aiming for the same market. What you really want is diversity. What you really want is different markets. And that's why we talked at the beginning of the show about trying to create a base here in Australia. Um, so being able to sell your work overseas, definitely, because that, that's where a lot of the money is, but also to have something to come back to. And that's what we would like to promote as well as their overarching goal here. 
as Ryan mentioned, Eugene Ward, congratulations giving the Top Cow gig. That's a fantastic coup for an Australian creator, and uh, looking forward to seeing what he comes up with in the future. Uh, but I remember at the time when Top Cow made that announcement of this talent hunt, it was widely commented upon because it was a genuine offer of largesse on their part. They were actually offering to give somebody some young hopefuls out there or some people who are trying to break in the industry just hadn't been published yet a real chance at making it a real chance at getting something published with established characters established properties which you know by this your numbers alone will get you more attention and while it was also recognized as a huge marketing push for them for top cow um, it, it was something that really couldn't be ignored by anybody who wanted to get out there that in itself was also an alternative, and it was widely uh, discussed at the time as being something that was a genuine alternative to simply hitting that wall again and again and again, trying to get someone's attention. These guys were taking a punt for you. They were going to manage you. They were going to put you out there. They were going to distribute your work. Um, but at the same time, this was a savage company actually... Uh, doing something like this because they could afford to and they were you know a lot of time and effort into it obviously uh, if you looked at Matt Hawkins's work at the time he really was trying to keep everybody in the loop as to what was going on and obviously it was very time consuming but it's something that they could afford to do and that's a really important point what these guys are trying to do is they're just trying to get some basic capital together so they can go out there themselves they're not asking to for a major company to sponsor them. They're ask, they're trying to get this done themselves. Uh, it's a very independently motivated project, and it has a sort of pioneering aspect to it, I guess you could call it. But this is the kind of event, this is the kind of campaign that could become an established facet of the local scene, and that way, in years to come, uh, other comic creators who are just coming up now could really avail of it and I think it would be very beneficial for their careers. So, as I said already, please consider to support this wonderful uh, Caravan of Comics project and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of it. I'm really looking forward to seeing the footage that uh, is going to be filmed and hearing back afterwards what people got out uh, over there and maybe some feedback they got from new audiences, Canadians, Americans who don't know what's coming for them. Uh, really looking forward to hearing back. So again, have a look at the Indiegogo campaign page, throw in a donation, and let's try and push them over the line. Alright folks, cheers, all the best. My name is Vinayama Shakuna, this is Beauty and the Geek. Drop us a line, let us know what you think of the show, and uh, yeah, wishing you well. Cheers.